You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I'm your host, Trilificent. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. If you want additional content from me and my squad, or you just want to support the show and Flawless Noises Media Network, subscribe to the Flawless Noises Patreon. It's patreon.com slash flawless noises. Or you can buy some merch. Gay Side Story shirts are available. So go to flawlessnoises.com slash store and pick something up. And now let's start the show. All right, guys, we have a VIP on this episode. Very illustrious guest. Shout out to Deezus and Mero. We have the Baron of Bussy himself, Savoy of the Eat, Pray, Thought podcast. Welcome. Ah, hello, 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 hello. I'm here. I'm queer. I'm ready. <laughs> Listen, he is he is excited. <laughs> I'm here. I'm that, here. Y'all might not be able to tell. I'm 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 excited because I'm exhausted, but I'm here listen, and I'm about to give y'all all the bussy. Talk about it. Talk about it. So speaking of giving the bussy, why don't you tell my listeners and anyone who may have had their head in the sand about the Eat Pray Thought podcast? Okay. Um. So the Eat Pray Thought podcast. Oh, wow. Come the on. Eat, Pray, Thought podcast. Look, I'm messing on my own. See, that's how you know I'm tired. The <laughs> Eat, Pray, Thought podcast is a weekly podcast hosted by myself and my beautiful chocolate bunny co-host known as Amber. Hey, Milan. Amber. Uh, right, right. That's my boo. Um, so it's a weekly podcast. And essentially, we just, it's like, I would call it the best way to describe it, like a mix of like Cardi B, Little Kim meets Dr. Maya Angelou, maybe a little Alana Van Zandt. And essentially, we just ask your favorite Black Koreas questions on food, passions, sex, um, and everything in between. Uh, obviously, because I am gay as fuck and Amber is like an ally of ally. Um, it focuses mainly on queer people. But, you know, we let sometimes we let a few straights on because, um, you know, they they need they need love too. not not as much as we do. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. trust me, it's the same <laughs> around here. I'm like, I exactly. mean, some of y'all are cool. I, I guess. Yeah, some I can. You know, I can leave a spare key up under the mat for y'all. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I don't want to leave a spare key, but I'll let them knock on the door and then I'll, I'll decide if I want to open it. Uh, that's fair. There's levels because I was gonna say some of y'all can't make it past the gate. You know what? And I'll, fair, and most fair, of y'all right. and most of y'all can't even get on the street if we gonna be quite honest. You know what? Oh wow, wow! <laughs> Come on, gated community. Listen, because uh, cishead black men. Mm. Oh, mm, 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 mm. the ghetto. Y'all got to show ID. Yeah. I need to see your original birth certificate, your social security number. I need a background check on your dime. <laughs> Cause y'all are just and a dick pic. And dick and no, a dick pic. We, just... No, we don't need that. Oh well, okay. okay. We don't need okay. that. We want it. Don't get it twisted. We want it, but we know niggas okay. act niggas act funny when they think they dick is gonna get them something. So we can't do that. You know. Well, look, let them act funny. I'm still going to take it. Um, That's your cross there. (laughs) Right. Don't come crying to us. (laughs) And I I, I pop my bussy on my cross. (laughs) 
Oh, instead of Christian Mingle, Christian Bingle. Mm-mm-mm. You know what? Mm. Okay, so the let's... <laughs> let's get into the, the queer query. Question. First question. If you were to start mentoring a teenager today, what would the first piece of advice you would give them? What would be um, Ooh, Jesus? First of all, I think no one should have me mentor anyone's child, but <laughs> nonetheless, um, because the way I be talking to my godchildren who are all under the age of five and under is just interesting in itself. But anyways, I mean, sometimes um, they need it. I think I think I would tell them the first piece of advice that would come to mind would just be that self-love is the key to anything. Um <laughs> something i'm at 33 years old of age so to speak just learning myself and really getting into um but yeah that you know self-love will take you places that education um money and other places just can't take you simply put okay so yeah that would be my biggest piece of advice because, come on, I shouldn't yeah. be educating the kids, but I'm gonna come with the wisdom anyway. Come through. Well, why, why, well you know, well, you know, just because I shouldn't be educating, just uh, just because I shouldn't be around them, don't mean that I can't educate them. You know, mm. I can still deliver the word of the bus. Come on, educational bus. Amen. <clears throat> Motivational bus speaking bus. <laughs> Have you spoken to your bus today? No. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spoken to your bus today? You know what? I, I daily, just listen, mine, daily so. conversations. It's very yeah. important. Uh, right. Let's see. For me, I too don't think I should be mentoring anybody's teenager because I'm very likely to say something that I shouldn't say and either they're going to take it and run with it or they're going to be mad and either way it's probably going to be a fight. But yeah. in a perfect we don't, world... We don't want to fight. In a perfect world, that's the last thing I need. Somebody's mama, you told you told him to do X, Y, Z. Look, girl, <laughs> I ain't got to raise him. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but let's see. In a perfect world, you know, let's say I got my shit together and I'm mentoring a teenager, which the ghetto. But anyway, I would say my advice would be you have time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Come on, That's try a good not word. try not to stress yourself about having all the answers or living this perfect life, having this spreadsheet of accomplishments and achievements that you're supposed to have at a certain age, and trying to do all of this stuff. Like you have time to figure it out. You are young. You're a teenager. Even if you're an older teenager, almost out of your teens. You're still so young. There's so much life. Here I am, a fresh 34 on the cusp of 35, which is also the ghetto. And this is a lesson that I just recently learned, like in the past few months. Like, there's time to figure it out. It doesn't matter if I'm not in my 20s, I'm in my mid 30s. That doesn't mean that I can't still do things to figure out what I, what I want my life to be. You know, I have exactly. that time to figure it out. I don't have to be stuck in these constraints of, well, you in your mid thirties, it's too late to do this. And it's too late to do that. It's too late to try this. It's too late to be getting out of your comfort zone. You're supposed to be building your comfort zone in your thirties to which I say different strokes for different folks. Everything, everything is different for everybody. So, but as a teenager, I feel like 
now is probably even worse than when I was a teenager. The pressure that they put on you, especially if don't let you be good in sports or good in school or anything like that. There's so much pressure on you to go to college or do this or do that. Or hell, you could be in a, in an opposite position and there's pressure on you to help support the family. So I think people get caught up in that and they don't realize that life is short, but life is long and there's time to figure stuff out as a teenager. Very much so. I mean, I think even like, you know, like you said, at 34, 33, I think I'm, I'm still figuring that out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that was kind of like on the subject of that. I think like recent, like when I turned 30 and I kind of had like a, the idea that like going to, well, 31 really, um, 31 going to 30, um, had the idea of starting a blog and a podcast called E Pray Thought. Like, I think I was very much like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I've been doing PR, been in the music industry since, I was fucking 22 and this is all I've ever wanted since the age of like 13 and like mm-hmm. kind of switching gears to something um, more media driven and kind of going more after my passions. I think it was very much that was very difficult for me to be like, OK, I can still I can be more than one thing. And I think that's exactly something I was learning, you know, you know, and getting used to and getting comfortable with. And yep. yeah, so. We all we all growing. So look. Some of you yeah, know. Yeah. And I think I that is important to listen. Listen, because they make it seem like it's lit on TV. Let me tell you something. You will spend quite a lot of time with no fucking money. <laughs> with no money. Don't, but don't believe girlfriends. Don't believe girlfriends. Don't believe Noah's art. Mm-mm. Sex in the City, none of them shows. Living single. Listen, I'm, I'm can broke. we talk about it? Because if we're going to be honest, honest, Noah's ass should have been living under the bridge. Ah, 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 <laughs> ah. Noah didn't have nobody's money. He was not working for like the first season. <laughs> Riding his bike, done sold his. Like it was just a lot. He should have been living under the bridge with the trolls. <sighs> but I mean, I guess, you know. Power of the Bussy, I guess. I I don't know. You know what? Noah might have been a scammer on the low. They just didn't keep that. They just kept that. Took that part out of his. You his, know his, what? Um, his well, story no, line. I'm gonna say maybe not. If him, if him, and, if him and Wade didn't end up together, then I would have been like, you know what? He probably was a scammer and not a very good one. But with the way the show was, I'm like, he must have just had that good, good. Because listen, Wade went broke trying to keep Noah afloat, and then Noah stole his job, and all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about him stealing the job. Ooh, child. I mean, technically, he didn't steal it, but we, you know how, you know what I mean. Technically, yeah, 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 yeah. But he stole. I got. It. So maybe he I, is I, a scammer. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question: What male celebrities' sexual memoirs would you want to read? And this can be a gay celebrity or not. Um, I think right now, you know. I'm not even necessarily sure how good or juicy it's going to be, but Winston C. Duke is like my zaddy and McDonald's. Um, oh, child. Mm-hmm. I just, mm, mm, mm. I just feel like I just want to, I just want to like, 
I just want to smell his dick. Like, I just want to smell it. Like, I just want to sniff it and just savor the scent of it and then lick his thighs and then just have him just, just, just fuck my throat. But that's a whole nother issue. Um, Not an issue. Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole nother topic. I was going to say, is it an issue? I'm not sure how. I feel like, you know what? I feel like Winston's not the most. So I feel like it might not have as many, like, it'll have some good sex in it, but it might not necessarily have, like, a bunch of sex. I feel like there's there would be a very long portion of the book that was awkward as fuck. <laughs> yeah, because he's awkward. So and it would just be not... like, my God, that poor woman. <laughs> Yeah, or man, just, I don't know. It, I mean, I'm I'm assuming woman, but I don't know. I don't know what he like. I don't know. Yeah, no, look, I'm not gonna make no assumptions. Yeah, I, I don't know his ministry. He, I'm just saying. I just feel like there would be a. If he uh, wants to get up in it. Listen, <laughs> would you like to be educated? <laughs> Bussy University. <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, um, <sighs> oh. These choices are a little bit off, but I mean, okay. I'm, a, I'm a little bit kooky. Some, well, one of them is the other one, not so much. Uh, so the I would I have two. So the first one would be Andy Cohen. Okay, I'm just curious to see how he gets down. Like, what is his? You know, what I'm saying a rich white gay media personality, mm-hmm. but we get the nitty gritty of what's going on. You know, what I'm saying. How many how many BBCs like have you have? Okay. Are you even a bottom? Are you a top? Have you you know what I'm saying? Like I think that would be kind of interesting. Just because of how of his personality, and especially now. I would be very, very curious in like the current chapters. So now that you have what watch what happens live and all of this success, like how do you go about getting that monkey ranched? Not monkey wrenched. Now, word on the street is he be on that real good grinder <laughs> with his head. Well, I think <laughs> in his, his book he tra- talks about it. Yeah, I think so. And then I think, I don't know if they, they could have been uh, lying, but somebody got on Twitter and was like, oh, Andy Cohen is in my inbox on grinder, and I'm going to look at you fumbling the motherfucking bag. Huh, <sighs> just a waste of bus. Anyway. But, but you know, sometimes you know the rich, the richer they are, the cheaper they are. So he might not even be spending cash. I mean, but look who it is. He doesn't necessarily have to spend cash. He got other resources. Listen, this is true. Listen, is you true. got you got to think with both heads, okay? Amen. You can't just think with the whole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. Oh, my second. Um, choice would be will smith Mm, why that's interesting because i want the truth (laughs) ah not the truth i want the truth what is the truth i'm fine with whatever the truth is i just want the definitive truth okay okay i also feel like he freaky him and jada is freaky regardless Uh, whatever their truth oh absolutely 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 like i i She's definitely pegged him at least once. You know what? Listen. Come on. A good a good pegging will set you free. Listen, have you seen Will Smith's ass? <laughs> she would be a fool not to. 
Will Smith do got cakes. He is cake. You know, I don't really do. I don't really do much with butt, so I just like I like it from afar, but I don't really need to do anything with it. But you know, it's cute to look at from time to time. That's true, but you would want to read about it. <laughs> yeah, I would. No, I would always want. I always want to read about anything nasty. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, <clears throat> my brother in filth. <laughs> Come on, amen. Because I'd be like, what's this about? Oh, this is nasty. Just bookmark. Oh. <laughs> that, just got, that just got me thinking about that um, that video of that boy who said he could um, he could squirt from his butt. Mm. 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 What mm. is he? You know what? Mm. I'm actually not. I don't have any questions about that. What I do have a you know question what? about <laughs> is something totally unrelated. Uh, the last question. So yes. I saw this tweet and I'm curious about your opinion on it. So the tweet yes. reads, gays resort to posting nudes and glorifying their sex life to make up for the lack of attention they're getting in their everyday lives. And um, it's no shade or anything to the tweeter i just thought it was an interesting tweet and i feel like Mm. opinions would be on both sides so i'm just curious you know to see what the dialogue would be based on this tweet so you know how do you feel about that do you agree do you disagree i mean i think i agree and disagree i think everybody is different every case is unique i think um i think some people do and i think some gays do and i think some gays don't you know what i'm saying i think at the end of the day, if you want to thirst trap for whatever your reasons may be, you have the right to do that. Um, you know, I personally um, like to showcase my bus from time to time um, for private consumption, mostly. But okay, you know, come ooh I'm la la, get yeah, ooh la la. What is this a blindfold? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, love Riri, but I think. Every case is case by case basis. I think there are definitely some who aren't getting attention and they need the attention. You know what I'm saying? And I think there are some people who just do it because they want to do it. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you happy. And I think the bigger I think the bigger question to that is if you are doing it because of a lack of attention that you are getting in your personal life, do you understand that this this form of attention is not sustainable and what once it you know once the attention starts to fade or dwindle are you going to be okay you know are you going to be okay being with yourself you know i think that's the bigger question more than anything um but i think a lot of times whenever i'm on twitter as much as i love as much as i love the gays um, especially the black gays. I just think that sometimes we we make things bigger than they need to be. Um, and I actually, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say bigger than what they need to be. But I think sometimes we we make things just more serious than what they need to be. And I think it's okay to discuss topics, but everything doesn't have to be a think piece. Mm. And some things should just be. Some things are just black and white and everything isn't gray and everything doesn't need a think piece and everything doesn't need a 200, um, no, 200 tweets. But that's just me. But I, at the end of the day, I think 
Twitter is for people's opinions, and therefore, if you have an opinion, give it. Just, you know, I don't feel the need to comment on everybody's life because I, I mainly because I have my own. Come through. That is a word. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I don't feel the need to comment on everyone's life because I have my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for y'all in the back. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Um, Not for y'all in the back. Uh, yeah, well, you, you, you said it twice, so that that second one was for the ones in the back. That's how that works. Uh, I agree with you. I think that this is definitely an individual case type thing. And... On a larger scale, I think, honestly, it's a little bit of a reach and it feels like a smidge maybe projecting and that may not necessarily be something that they personally believe. It could just be something that they've been conditioned to believe Mm -hmm. because to me, when I strip back the layers, it reads as if there's some kind of issue with wanting attention. And I don't Mm. think that's always necessarily the case. Um, Agree. And I don't think that, I think again, it's, I think that gays do a lot to get attention. Posting nudes is maybe in the top five, but I don't think it's at the top of the totem pole as far as trying to get attention. Um, and I think we all, like you say, I think part of attention is human. Like that's human. Like absolutely, as humans need attention. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, but absolutely. <laughs> right, right. Unfortunately, because I'm like, um, I don't know. That seems like a flaw in the design. I, I'm biologically connected to these other beings. Like I crave other. Ugh. I mean, yeah, we all know humans are trash. So, uh, and that and that includes trash, and we are no exception. <laughs> no exception. Lord knows we are no exception because we definitely the trash of the community. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I put on my trash. I put on my trashy jeans one leg at a time. Okay, Listen, I too, um, and they got rips in them. Oh no, I can't do that. I beat them, fell out of them. Um, <laughs> but I definitely do think that this is like an individual case thing. Like maybe it's a thing where it's like, okay, I follow X, Y, Z, and I keep seeing so many people, and it's not really that many people. It just seems like it's a lot of people to you. Yeah, I also think like once again, like I think we have to stop telling people what they can and can't or shouldn't be doing. Like yeah. I think like if you want to post your body, if you want to post a nude every other day or a semi nude, that is your business. You know what I'm saying? Like that's for you. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm a very I've always been somewhat of a judgmental person and I can live in my stand in my truth, stand in my bussy truth. Mm. But I think as I'm getting older and as I'm learning personally about loving myself, some I'm starting to strip away some of that, um, some of that judgment, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I think at the end of the day, the bigger question at the end of the day is for me is when the attention starts to dwindle, because you're not always going to be like, there's going to be somebody with a fatter ass, a bigger dick or a better body or whatever the case me. Um, or a body that speaks more to someone than others, like, 
um, when that attention starts to dwindle, are you going to be okay with being yourself? Because at the end of the day, all we have is self. And if, th- if this is the only thing that is getting you by, I think that is a bigger issue. If the attention is the only thing that makes you feel good about yourself, then we have a, then there's a problem. That's where the problem lies for me. Yeah. Um, but if you just want to post your ass or your dick or your stomach or your back, please, by all means, I will probably like it or retweet and move forward. You know, I, I like Twitter. I love Twitter porn. Um, some of my best masturbation sessions have come from porn. Talk about um, it. Go on and speak on it. Just, and, a, just a smidge. And cool, Including last night at three o'clock. Okay, um, bust a, <laughs> ooh, child, I bust a good nut. Mm, 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 strum in mm. my pain. <laughs> ooh, um, strum in my bust with my finger. Oh, I wasn't getting it that deep into it, <laughs> but you know what? Whatever gets you to the promised land. <laughs> Amen. Um, and the last thing on this, I feel like, and again, I, like I said, I'm not saying that the person who tweeted this because i don't remember if i follow them or not i just remember seeing it okay i don't think that they mean anything malicious but in this tweet i can see built-in judgment and ill will towards gays that show their body or engage in some form of sex work and i really want to get deeper into that one day because i just I don't understand like we love sex so much and we hate porn stars and we hate OnlyFans people. We hate anybody that does anything sexual, but we love sex. I don't get it. Why do y'all hate the people that bring you joy (laughs) and nuts? (laughs) Look, I don't get it. I love porn stars. They listen. Porn stars have gotten me through. Okay. I got to say it like the owl on the old um, Tootsie Roll commercials. (laughs) They've gotten me through. <laughs> okay, listen. XL is a bay, and it, I did an episode about porn, and we talked about old school porn stars. Listen, they have gotten us through, so I don't understand why y'all hate them so I'm much. I'm very thankful. Y'all feel like they not people. They shouldn't have opinions. They can't talk. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a fair share of them that are straight up bozos, but it's bozos in every profession. <laughs> exactly exactly so i don't know why y'all are so hard on the porn stars and the porn girl i don't get it why y'all so hard on them why y'all so mad about OnlyFans? you don't have to pay you don't have to watch you don't have to do anything why y'all mad so one day i want to get into that and i really sometimes people just want to be angry yeah that is true and and twitter is a place for being angry that's true that's very true very true social media is a place to be angry you know yeah i'm not saying that that's everywhere um or that's everyone but i think social media in general is opinion based so if you're an angry person naturally if you're a bitter person you are going to you are you are going to use your social media to voice your anger and your judgments yeah well i mean that's fair and unfair because i think on a broader scale it social media is it's an avenue for anybody doing anything you know what i'm saying so if you angry you can get on there and rant and rave 
if you trying to get these fire news off and build up your OnlyFans, there's a space for that. If you're trying to be an intellectual, there's a space for that. If you a music head or a music snob in some cases, there's a space for that. If you cook, if you do photography, like there's a space for everything on there. It's just whatever. I think what the Internet is and what social media is, is the freedom and that open blank space, that open, that blank canvas lets the real shine out in a lot of people. And a lot of times it's trash, <laughs> if we're going to mm. be honest. You know what I'm saying? I when love you how have you, the complete freedom to just do what you want to do, say what you want to say. And for the most part, you don't really have to worry about nobody coming and knocking on your door and coming to see about you. You move different. And agree. I think that when you look at the patterns of people online and that's as a whole and individuals, you see the real person because they have that freedom. Even if what you get is not the real person, because, you know, let's say they are a scammer or something. You've gotten the real person. The real person is a scammer. Now, you may not know their actual identity, but you know who they are. They are a scammer. So I think that it just comes out in different ways like that. But I just feel like there's a deeper or I would want to have a deeper conversation because as a gay man, I'm trying to understand my brothers and I'm trying to figure out why is it that y'all hate these porn stars? Y'all hate OnlyFans because a lot of that stuff is not just jokes. Like Y'all be upset. <laughs> Ooh. So I love a good, I love a good OnlyFans page. Look, listen, I've talked about it on this very show. I am, I ain't too proud. I was gonna say too big, but I ain't gotta be. I ain't too proud to pay. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless it's too high. Now, however, right. there are some stipulations. Because let me tell you something, gentlemen. If y'all not having <laughs> hardcore gay sex, I'm not paying. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I'm not paying to watch you shower. I'm not paying to watch you jack off. I'm not paying oh, yeah. to watch you do squats in the gym. It no, needs, no, it, no. Fuck it that. needs to be hardcore sex. The kind of sex that yeah. I myself don't have if I'm a pay. And that's just that on that. You know, and, and the videos need to be at least a good 10 to 15 minutes. Um, that's my prerequisite. I wouldn't say that if there's a lot of content. Now, if you just starting off, yeah, girl, don't don't bore me with a bunch of one minute clips because that's just gonna make me mad and I might ask for a refund. But if there's enough content, like if you have a hundred and something videos on there and they vary in length, I'm good with that. Especially, yeah, oh, you know what? That's true. That's fair. And, that and fair. That's before fair. we move on, let me say this: <laughs> shout out to the people that take their OnlyFans serious and trying to give you content that expands or expands against. Uh, ugh, I can't talk. And they give you content that spans across all types of different things. Like they're not just giving you random regular fucking. They're giving you different positions. They asking you pose while they jerking into the camera listen okay i say i love effort yes we stand effort we stand effort we stand people that take their craft seriously even if it's your body and sex it's still a craft all right 
So speaking of craft, that's going to slide us right into the main topic, which is basically the craft of being a submissive bottom. Is that a craft? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's you tell totally me. <laughs> you the bus. I, you the, I, the bussy king. You tell me. I am. A, I am the bussy. The undisputed bussy champion. Yes. Um, as well as a bottomist. You know, they tell bottoms you can have dick, but not too much. Otherwise, you will threaten the top. Um, well, he's but threaten you. <laughs> that sometimes both. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this comes you know, from I like it a little rough. Oh God! Ah, ah, ah. So this comes from an article that I saw on Gay Star News, where this guy wrote in and he said, "Why I'm coming out to my family and the world as a submissive bottom." Mm. So this is the story of personal trainer Dave Tyson, and he was using Instagram to post. Ah, and in an Instagram post. He proclaimed to his family that and the world that he's a submissive bottom. So it starts off with how he grew up. And he says, growing up as a black male, I was taught that I'm not allowed to be affectionate because that was gay. Which, I mean, that's honestly the truth for a big number of us. I don't want to say majority because I don't know for sure. But this is not uncommon, especially for black men. Yeah. Agree. He says, I wasn't allowed to be loving because that meant I was weak. Black men don't ask other men for hugs. We are tough and don't deal with feelings. So I hid in the closet for years and did what I had to do to fit the mold to become the man society said a black man should be. Ooh, girl. But in the end, who I really am came out. I'm gay and I love being gay, but it didn't stop there. As a black man, me trying to figure things out. It's like I was given a handbook on what a black gay man should be. He should be the aggressor, the top dominant at that. And I was conflicted and confused. Mm. So I thought it was interesting that he started the article going all the way back to conditioning. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting. And I see the validity in, in it because I definitely agree that we even if we're gay we're conditioned as men to think and act a certain way especially when it comes to being submissive or um femininity yes so and a lot of times we know that as a black male growing up we are conditioned to feel like femininity is submission and therefore is bad because as a man you should not ever find yourself in a position where you are submissive so again I think it's really interesting that that's where he chose to start and he didn't start at a sexual angle he started at I am gay and this is what it is but what did you think about Dave Tyson's origin story. <laughs> ah, ah, come on, origin story. Um, I thought I thought it was good. I thought overall, I think um, he touched on so many points, and I think yeah, we're gonna get to more of the points later. Yeah. I, I kind of we're doing it kind of in chunks because the article was long. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I thought it was good overall. I think you know. 
I think more than anything, it's just, I just think that like, there's so many ideas on what, and he's even, he even discussed that so many ideas on what, especially because he was um, a more muscular, bigger, so to speak, kind of man, um, what he was supposed to be, what he's supposed to be in the bedroom. And I think just anytime you're fighting social norms, you do have to kind of declare that, you know, to a certain degree, or you, sh- you, you know, it's always helpful to declare it. Cause when you declare it, then it gives people, it gives people the permission or the, the courage to declare it on, on their end as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think there's something very, um, special about that. And, um, very much, you know, him kind of being a leader, so to speak, and not a leader, but very much, um, you know, just saying like, look, you can be whoever you want to be. If you want to be on top, be on top. If you want to be on the bottom, you want to be on the bottom. And it doesn't matter how you look or what your, your, you know, what your physical build is or what your, you know, race is like, take that dick if you want to take that dick. And I support it. Take, we should all be taking dick if we want to. <laughs> yeah, if if you if want. want to, if if you want to, <laughs> listen, do what you want with some of us are only of that ministry <laughs> for certain people. No, um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> so it moves on, and he starts talking specifically about bottoming, and the main overarching theme of this part of the article is that bottoming doesn't make one less of a man. So he started off with the conditioning of just being and how that stacks up against being gay and the things that we take on the baggage that we have and how long it takes a lot of us to shirk that and really come out and say, this is who I am. This is how Mm -hmm. I love. This is how I freak. And y'all just gonna have to get used to it or not. It really doesn't matter, but I'm going to do me. So now we're getting into the, the fine art of the bottoming. Come on, come on the fine art. <laughs> and to speak on the conditioning real quick, because I didn't touch on that. I think it's so interesting on a personal note. I remember when I first told my father I was I, I was I was thinking I thought I was gay. Um I said to him when I told him, he was like, Well, as long as you ain't the bitch. And I said, What? And he's like, you know, as long as you ain't the one taking it. And I was like, Really? Um why does so that I even remember <laughs> why does that even matter? But I remember, you know, because at the time when I told him I I was very much like I hadn't even kissed anyone. Um or I had kissed maybe one person. Wait, no, I hadn't kissed anybody. Um, or I hadn't kissed a man yet. And as I, you know, started to explore more of my sexuality and I realized, like, you know what, I think I'm going to I'm going to be on the, um, you know, the more bottom bunk of the spectrum, so to speak. Um, I did tell him, like, you know, Dad, I'm I'm taking it up the ass. And, like, now my dad just thinks it's funny. But at the time, like, he was very much like, no, you better be on top. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be taking it in the butt. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's that prostate massage. You know? <laughs> I think it's so interesting that even in the road to acceptance, they trying to hold on to those 
traditional ideals like well if you got to be gay at least don't be the 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 one that's bending over and it's like why does it matter i'm still with the man isn't that what you upset about (laughs) oh i think that's interesting so yeah so he goes on to say Yes, I can be aggressive, but with my partner, I am a proud, submissive bottom, and I refuse to be ashamed of that any longer. So I want to pause right here because I find it very interesting that there is a stigma of being a specifically submissive bottom. We already know that we're still fighting the the stigma of being a bottom, period. You know, I've talked about it on this show you are the undisputed bussy champion. So obviously <laughs> we know where you fall in that. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that he felt so repressed that not only did he have to say, I'm coming out as gay, I'm coming out as a bottom, I'm coming out as a submissive bottom. And I'm curious about the reasoning about why he dove so deep. But we'll get into it a little bit more. So he goes on to say, if you think because I like a good pounding, oh my, (laughs) and being dominated, if that makes makes me less of a man, my hustle and ambition say otherwise. Mm, mm, I'm not sure about that part, but okay. I'm not sure what you being a hustler and having oh, yeah, ambition. ambition has to do with you getting fucked in the butt, but I mean, is that could be your your experience? So I'm not going to take that away from you. This is the message: recreate yourself, embrace who you are, not what others want or say you should be. Don't miss living your best life, trying to live life like everyone else, aka <laughs> like my esteemed guest said if you like it in the butt you like it in the butt and there's nothing wrong with that and everybody else everybody else can either get on board or they can get put out come on it is what it is but why do you think he is going to the lengths of classifying himself as a submissive bottom versus just saying i am a bottom and i'm a proud bottom left the good top of the city (laughs) fleeting for the man every night and day (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> not playing for the night, playing for the night every night and day. Never lost one minute of sleep because I was because <laughs> I was um, worrying about when that water was gonna be clear. <laughs> oh, big dicks keep on coming. <laughs> um, oh, child. Um, I, I think a hey, everybody's idea of submissive of is can be different. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious to know what he thinks a submissive, him being a submissive bottom means. Um, but nonetheless, I think, I think his biggest thing, like going back to the conditioning of like the idea that as a bottom, um, or that bottoms are supposed, are generally more feminine or are supposed to be, I think when he discussed, even when he said earlier in the article, the gay man's hand, the black gay man's handbook. I mm-hmm. think we as black gays are conditioned to to believe that a bottom and a top are supposed to look a certain way. Um, 
and they're supposed to do certain things. And I think sometimes that is the rule book that is given to us. You know what I'm saying? And I think why he may have felt the need to say I'm a submissive bottom is to say, like, this is I'm not being defined by the rules or the what the handbook says. Mm-hmm. And I think we do have to start kind of fighting these ideas of like, this is what a bottom is supposed to be. This is what a top is supposed to be because it's rooted in um, heterosexual, het- heter- heteronormative like thought. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, to begin with. And I think a lot of times, you know, we fall victim to that. I know I've fallen victim to it, you know, and I think I'm just now um, trying to kind of getting out of the idea. So I think um, these, these, you know, really fucked up ideas that really don't, don't make them, um, that don't make it easy to be queer, you know, and mm-hmm. to have healthy relationships. Cause at the end of the day, I can't follow a heterative normative way of thinking because I'm fucking a man, you know, we are right. two men in a relationship and no matter if I may be more feminine or more masculine, at the end of the day, we are two men in black gay men in society having sex, being in a relationship. So I can't I can't look to a heterosexual relationship with two um, with a man and a woman and say that's the rule book that we need to follow because that that that's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? Basically, um, you can some, sometimes it don't work for them. Yeah. Um so yeah. Basically you can't follow heteronormative ideals when you are not hetero. <laughs> I mean I yeah. mean you can try, but from what I've witnessed a lot of times that's where a lot of gays get into a lot of issues because they're trying to apply what they know which is heteronormative to a homosexual relationship and a lot of times it does not work because there are specific dynamics a lot of the time with a man and a woman that do not apply with a man and a man or a woman and a woman in which case you need to switch things up but again a lot of people it takes a lot for some people to come to those realizations and some don't at all while yeah. you were talking, though, it really I started thinking about this and I'm understanding better why he's specifically saying he's a submissive bottom, because what I was not factoring in is the fact that he did say that he's muscular. And so, yes, to your point, it really does now feel like he's saying I am a submissive bottom. I'm going against the grain because as a muscular man and depending on whose eyes are looking at this as a muscular black man i am supposed to present in a certain way i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. super um hyper you know i'm supposed to to walk a certain way talk a certain way i'm supposed to fuck a certain way i'm supposed to work out i'm supposed to eat a certain way i'm supposed to be hypersexual i'm supposed to be all these things and so i do appreciate that he's coming out and saying this is who I am. I am a black man. I am a gay man. I am a bottom. I am a muscular man. And I'm submissive. And I can be all of those things. You don't get to define how I live my life and how I love and how I fuck and how I do whatever because of how I look. 
You don't 100%. get to define someone else's sex life because of how they look. It doesn't matter how muscular they are. It doesn't matter how muscular they aren't. Whatever they choose to do in the bedroom, that's their choice. And it's independent of how they look. And I do think that that's something that the gay community still grapples with. Because we do, as a whole, I'm not, you know, I'm sure a lot of my listeners and a lot of people on internet, okay, whatever. If it don't apply, let it fly. But as a whole, I do think. Ah, come on. <laughs> that there are a lot of things that we hold on to that are negative and they have a a poor impact on the community and it's things like this it's those jokes that aren't really jokes but a lot of people can't tell that they're jokes when you're making jokes about you look like this how are you a bottom you too tall to be a bottom your dick too big to be a bottom you too this to be a bottom you too that to be a bottom and then on the opposite end of the spectrum you too this to be a top you too femme to be a top you you wear too much makeup to be a top you switch too much when you walk to be a top Mm. And so I can appreciate him saying, not only am I a bottom, I'm a submissive bottom. I'm muscular. I'm black. I'm everything that y'all say I'm not supposed to be. And guess what, bitch? I am still here. And I'm going to be here. And apparently his partner is putting that thing thing down. So he not only is he here, bitch, he coming and he happy. <laughs> oh, child. I have I have to stand a little bit, to be quite honest. <laughs> Yeah, you do. I think, like you said, it's like we do, like he said, in we get a handbook and we're told this is what you're supposed to be if you're a bottom. This is what you're supposed to be if you're a top. And I think so many of us, including myself, have fallen victim to that. And then you have to break, you have to break that conditioning. You know what I'm saying? And I think in the last couple of years, I'm learning to break that conditioning, you know, but it's taken a while. You know, I grew up I grew up thinking that, you know, masculine tops were always supposed to be masculine. And um, the only way to, um, I said some of the most ignorant things that I'm now ashamed of. But, hey, we all grow. But, you know, only liking trade and only wanting, you know, niggas with neck tattoos or muscles and all these different things and thinking that's what made them masculine. Um, so really like fucked up ways of thinking. But so much of my experiences are because of that, the quote unquote handbook that we're given mm. when we're first coming into our identities. You know what I'm saying? And there's Absolutely. a learning curve. Oh, there's a I think a lot of learning curve in this community. Exactly. And I think so much of that learning um, and that almost reconditioning happens at a certain point in time. You know what I'm saying? I'm just now I came out at 19 and I think I'm now I'm just now at 33, you know, really start maybe at the top 31 starting to, um, you know, get out of the con recondition myself from yeah. the thoughts that. Yeah. Um, I had for so long and yeah, that unlearning um, yeah unlearning very much so so I think that's very important that you know we do have to stop we do have to unlearn a lot of shit you know and 
that process is very difficult. So I do commend him for saying like, look, this is my body type. And just because I have muscles or I might be a personal trainer doesn't mean I'm, I should be giving dick. You know what I'm saying? I want to take dick just as much as the, the twink, so to speak, or the big booty or the big booty bottom, you know, Mm -hmm. wants to take it. Um, I want to take dick just as much as any other person. Um, because it's amazing. Um, and who doesn't want to get their prostate, they prostate touch from time to time touch touch me in the morning <laughs> um but touch. yeah i think dun, that's dun, just dun. <laughs> no, come <sorry>. on <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. so i think that's very important that like we start to understand and i've even said it like ooh, like oh he tall and he got muscles and he a bottom fuck what a waste you know i've said that ignorant ass shit and mm-hmm. Not understanding that, like, if I like getting a dick up my ass, why does why wouldn't this person like to get a dick up right. their ass? Just because he tall, like he can't help being tall, or they can't help that they have a more muscular build, you know, like, or they can't help that they have, you know, whatever the case may be. Like we, I think, like you said, we've been conditioned so much to think that like being stocky or being tall or whatever the case may be or being muscular means you got to be a top and that's not the case like we all come in bottoms come in many shapes and sizes tops come in many shapes and sizes verse people come many shapes and sizes at the end of the day we all like sex or you know some of us don't like sex but you know that's a whole nother topic for another day you know some people because some people don't like sex and that's okay i mean i mean i kind of fall in that i don't i mean i won't say i don't like it but there are certain forms of sex that i'm like yeah i mean I could I could have a crayon apple instead. Come on, I could have had a V eight. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I was like, I don't drink V eight. I do drink crayon apple and crown apple. Ooh, I should come on. Oh, I might have. To. Okay, I, I, come on, drink. Come on, drink. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I had one too many drinks. <laughs> Ah ah! <laughs> and ended up at the end. Ah. Come on, Jay. You better know Jamie Fox deep track. You better know Jamie Fox deep cut. <laughs> That's my motherfucking shit. No me. Um. Come on. Okay, so the last part of it that I wanted to talk about is his definition of what basically we just said. So he did start talking about being tired of being ashamed of being a muscular submissive bottom so let's see if his reasoning is kind of on track with what we are thinking he says what prompted me to make this post is the fact that i got tired of being ashamed of being a muscular bottom i love being a bottom but since i'm muscular and masculine okay girl a lot of people tell me i should be a top Mm. I was ashamed of my family being ashamed of not only is the prominent child in the family gay, he's the one that gets it up the act. Looks like we were strumming his pain while he was getting his prostate strummed. Anyway, Ah, ah. it says the world and mostly African-Americans have some leniency for gay males. But for the ones who bottom, it's like the most detestable thing ever. I would disagree with this. Um, I think in some circles they are okay if you are the top, but in most circles it doesn't matter because they're not even stopping to ask whether or not you are top or a bottom. They oh you gay that part. you already you already are this. 
because I have preconceived notions of gay men or gay black men. So some do, but I mean, you know, I, I don't know if that's a fair statement as if the the world and African-Americans have leniency towards gay men. <laughs> Are you sure about that one, beloved? Well, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, for some people, yes, but. I wouldn't say that that's the norm per se, but yeah. you know, for some people, some people do care. I mean, if he had he, worded it like you know, in my circle or something like that, but he's saying the world. He's saying he's speaking on behalf of African Americans and people of the whole world. But I think that kind of goes back to the idea that, like, in general, more feminine gay men, because if you're perceived to be a bottom you are perceived that you are more feminine or whatever the case may be. And I think the more, the more feminine you are, so to speak, that does make it a little more, you know, you got to showcase, you know, you showcasing that shit for the world, so to speak. So I think, I think he might, he says certain things that may or may be specific to him, but I think overall, I think he's trying to say the idea of like, when we think about bottoms, a lot of times we do think of, more feminine leading man we don't necessarily want to say like oh because i'm a bottom um like you know the idea that we're supposed to be these meek little creatures we're sometimes these meek more feminine creatures over the top and it's like no i'm a i can be i can be just as quote-unquote quotation marks as masculine i can handle business Mm -hmm. just as much as a top or i can be just as much um, as powerful and demanding as a masculine top, quote unquote, because tops are supposed to be more masculine. So right. I think that's what he was trying to get away, or you know, get to the point of. But he might kind of miss that, miss that point. So yeah, because he goes on to say it's seen as feminine. I felt very ashamed, and it made me confused about being a bottom or a top. Or if I was a bottom, would I have to sacrifice my masculinity? So I definitely agree with what you're saying in that assessment. But the ending of this, to me, doesn't match the beginning. Like, it's one thing to say that bottoms are seen as feminine. That is a fact. We can't argue that. But to say that the world and black people have leniency for gay men. And then they have a special vehemence for the bottoms. Personally, I don't agree with the leniency part of it. I do agree that bottoms are seen differently. They're seen worse because society has a problem with femininity as a whole and anything that is considered feminine. So being the receptive partner in sex is inherently seen as feminine. I agree with that. I just don't agree that black people have leniency for gay men that I don't agree with. Because it all Damn. it takes is one Doja Cat or one City Girl Girl or one <laughs> Kevin Hart. And you see all the black people that agree with that. And a lot of times they contradicted themselves because they an ally in the tweets. <laughs> but they are the opposite, you know, elsewhere. So it's just like, I, I don't know if that's fair to say, especially for the African-American community. And the world, I mean, like, you can get, I look at these articles every week. It's gay men being bashed, killed, 
prosecuted all over the world. So to say that the world has some kind of leniency for gay men, where is it? Because there's still countries in this world where being gay is illegal. Sodomy is illegal. And it's countries where they actually kill their citizens that are gay. So I just didn't like the way he started this. I get his point. I don't like how he started it. But in the end, he's pretty much saying the same thing that we're saying. And I do agree with that. So then to end it up, uh, to end it up, to wrap it up, I made that post, which he's again referring to his Instagram post, because I know I'm not the only one who felt like I'm a proud African-American male who is also gay and a proud submissive bottom. So I'm going to be honest. I feel like this was solely for his family. And I think that maybe it took off or someone saw it and they had questions about it and it kind of snowballed into a bigger thing. But based off of how he finished this article, it really, to me, feels like he did this for his family. He got on Instagram. He was in like scantily clad underwear or trunks or whatever it was. I don't quite remember. I think it was a jock strap. Okay, a jock strap. And then he says... Dear world, I am a bottom and I'm submissive. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. But he did that knowing that his family was going to see it on his Instagram. To me, it doesn't feel like he did this because he was saying, hey, world, I'm a personal trainer. I'm Dave Tyson. I'm gay and I'm a submissive bottom. He was saying, hey, family, y'all can suck my ass because I'm gay. I'm not going to be ashamed of liking dick. I'm not going to be ashamed of liking to be bent over y'all not gonna do that to me so either because i remember something i don't know if i looked at like screenshots from the post or if it was in the article but there was some back and forth that he was having with family members um now i i won't take this away from him because i do like when things like this are able to be applied at a bigger level i'm just saying real recognize real and it really feels to me like he did this with the sole intention of letting his family know what the fuck was up and probably yeah i mean probably so but i mean at the end of the day i think it's imp- i think i think a lot of times we do things we especially <laughs> we do a lot of things for us we have all i think we're all guilty of posting a post to our our hundreds of some followers that's really geared towards one person and it becoming bigger than just that one person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we go back to like what you said, the good and the bad of social media, I think a lot of times things that are very personal for us can speak to hundreds or thousands or millions. You know what I'm saying? And I think this was a case that was some. This was something very personal for him that probably was mainly for his family. But it's also became something that spoke to to others. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just saying his intention wasn't that to begin with. At least I don't oh, think. Oh, probably not. I don't think. But I'm, I mean, I think he I'm, did say in the thing, family. I think in the article he said, like, disclaimer for my family or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, but I agree. It's things like this that can apply because people have similar experiences, if not the same experience. So I thought that this was very interesting, though. It's an interesting way to take a stance, but I'm I am pro bottom on this show. (laughs) Obviously, you are pro bottom. (laughs) 
look, so, we should all be pro Biden. I'm here for it. And yeah. anything that brings up the discussion of trying to break the stigma that masculine muscular men can't be bottoms and if they are is something wrong with them or it's unattractive you don't want to see no masculine man getting fucked and by a skinnier man or a femme man or whatever the case may be like i'm happy to see things like this that start to facilitate to start to facilitate that conversation because i feel like we're still grappling with things that I remember hearing and learning from the gay community when I was 19. Okay. Picture it. It was 84 years ago. You know what? Shut the hell up. (laughs) But things like that, like a masculine man, a muscular man can't be a bottom. Like there's still people that feel that way or that something's wrong with it. It's disgusting. Blah, 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 blah. Or my gay sex can only be this. And there's nothing wrong with you having a vision of gay sex for you. The problem is when you start trying to apply it to everyone else. So in your freaky kinky world, a masculine man, a masculine muscular man at that can't be a bottom. That does not mean that your individual world applies to the actual world at large. And I think that's where we get caught up a lot of the times. Because nobody's saying, okay, you are a piece of trash gay because you feel like masculine, muscular men don't deserve dick. But the case is, but the the fact of the matter is, actually, I don't know what the fact of the matter is. (laughs) We all like to get our, the fact of the matter is that everybody likes a little, everybody, everybody can enjoy a little prostate play. Yeah. Well, hopefully the prostate is being played with. Hopefully. Or, I mean, you know, because I know some that's like, I don't care about none of that. What's that girth hitting? That's what I need. Again, what, whatever works for you. For you. Let it stay what it is for you. And I think that's a good way to end this episode. So, huh, I don't know what I was about to call you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I, which of these AKAs was I about to call him? But okay, what you about to give me, Bussiana Labasia? That's my personal favorite, Bussiana Labasia. Oh my god! Oh my, dick tested, Bussy approved. There's so many. I like that one though. Dick tested, Bussy approved. Yes, that's yeah, that's the favorite. That's the one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Head Thotris, thank you yes. first for being on the show. No, thank you for having me. I really, I'm really do I've been appreciate waiting. it. I've been, wa- I've been waiting. Listen, listen. The struggle is real. That's all I have to say. <laughs> look, 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 look. I understand. But I do follow up. So if I reach out and ask you to be on the show and then some time go by and you're like, what the fuck? I will come back eventually. Now, if I reach out to you again and you don't respond, I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, I appreciate you for having me. And I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you being well-informed and ready to talk. You know what I I really appreciate about you? I appreciate that cackle. I appreciate that Sesame Street Count, whatever his name was, Ah, cackle. ah, 
Listen, he'd be like, one pussy, two pussy, ah, 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 ah. I'll be here for it. I'm sorry. I'll be here this, for this it. This cackle is going to be my, 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 my trademark. It's your, it's your signature um, brand. It's like Wendy Williams. Right. How you doing? How you doing? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I cackle for the pussy. I do many things. No, you cackle um, for the dick. Get it right. I cackle. You know, you got to, you got to. You gotta laugh sometimes. Oh, absolutely. You gotta laugh. Listen, if you if you take dick and you don't and you don't have laughter in your life, ooh, I'm yet praying for you. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. Well, again, thank you for being on the show. And why don't you tell people where Thanks they can find me? Why don't you tell people where they can find you and your show? Yes, you can find the E Pray Thought podcast hosted by me and Amber. Um, on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music Play, we're a few other places, but those are the main four. Um, we we are we come on every Tuesday. Um, although <laughs> we are currently we do I do seasons. I'm a weird. I'm a different. I shouldn't say I'm a weird. I'm a different type of podcast. I like to do seasons because I like to take breaks. Um, so Real. we are currently. Yes, I like to take breaks. Um, me and Amber both like to take breaks. Um, so we are currently um, working on our season finale, as everybody or some listeners may have no- know. Unfortunately, last week we recorded our season finale, and the audio was only 27 minutes was recorded. Um, so I know the girls in the Bussy Hive are very upset with us, but we I promise you we're going to get it done. We're going to give y'all y'all season finale, and it's going to be worth the wait. Um, and then we're going to take another break, a real break. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find the E-Pray Thought Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank y'all for supporting the podcast. If you guys are, you know, our new listeners, we, we welcome you to the Bussy Hive. Um, every Bussy, every Bussy is welcome. Come Um, on, no Bussy left behind? No, no Bussy left behind. Ah, ah, I love it. No pussy left behind. Come on. <laughs> Add that to the roster. <laughs> yes, no pussy left behind. Oh, Ooh. man. Oh, you know what? Because this is one of the ones you told me was one of your favorites. Um, The Notorious B-U-S-S-Y. Yes. <laughs> that is. I love that. Yes, The Notorious B-U-S-S-Y. I'm Come on. It. That's definitely a mixtape uh, title and cover. I see it. I see it, and it's me like bent over with a jock strap. Yeah, you got to shake uh, it up. Uh, don't don't do the little Kim uh, pose. Shake it up. Do something yeah, no, different. it's gonna be the Swarovski encrusted jock strap. I can see it now. Yeah, and don't bend over a motorcycle either, because the gays <laughs> love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that on that. Another show in the books. Real quick before we get out of here, chime in. If you have thoughts on what you've heard, sound off. Use the hashtag GaySidePod when you're live tweeting or posting about the show. As a brief reminder, you can listen to this show on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, countless others, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Send in any gay side mail to gaysidestories at gmail.com. And that can be letters, compliments, show topic ideas, stories, pitches for being on the show. If you want me to be on your show, send all of that stuff to gaysidestories at gmail.com. 
take a moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating. And if you really love what I'm doing here, write a review. That's how people find us. And despite how Apple treats that podcast app, it is still the biggest hub for podcasts and we want to be seen. With all that being said, thank you so much for listening. And as always, make sure you're sharing this podcast with others. I appreciate the likes, but reposting and resharing could potentially turn into a new listener. Remember, you can also find me on Ratchet Ramblings with Jeremy and Candace discussing black reality TV shows and being probably offensive, but it's all in good fun. Lastly, I say this all the time and I mean it. Love yourself and whether you're top, bottom, verse, however you identify, protect your walls or they will crumble. You do not want to be out here with walls like ancient ruins and I'm out. See you guys when I see you.